Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi everyone, Patricia Warby, Alchemy Therapies, My Emotional Audit and EmotionalMasterclass.com and this is the second in my review of Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's a very prolific author, if you've come across him before. He's written dozens of books. He's got hundreds of meditations and products on his website. And so um, reviewing this book has been quite exciting, but it's also quite daunting because, you know, how to add my take to this, but I do believe I can. Um, In the first recording, I talked about the first few chapters, I think the first four, and I've now completed reading the book. And so I wanted to tell you what I think this book is giving you that's perhaps a bit different to other books and why I believe it's a, I would highly recommend it as a book to read. Um, First of all, talking about the energy centers in the body, otherwise known as the chakras. Now there's a lot of, I guess, resistance in Western medicine to understanding the body in this way. And indeed it's considered a bit woo woo and a bit holistic as, as the perjurative term is. Um, but it does correspond the, the system to dense areas uh, within the body that are either corresponding with glands like uh, the thyroid or the thymus gland, or they're just dense areas of uh, nervous system plexi, they're called, the, the, the sort of nerve endings on the skin. And so there is some uh, evidence that uh, energy centers do exist, whether you call them chakras or not is another matter and and what uh joe was saying is that the the seven that are mapped from eastern medicine seem to actually have an increase in frequency as you go from the base chakras moving up the first three by the way are all linked to survival and then the higher three and then the seventh which is above the head um, have this sort of feeling of moving uh, up in energy and in fact they can map that and one of the strengths of Dr Joe's work is that they do map this they give people headsets to wear where they actually map things like their brain waves their heart rate um, various other things and, and it's it's wonderful because he's bringing science into the kind of more spiritual awareness and, and showing that they, they do have profound effects when you focus differently uh, from the way that most of us do when we're going through our regular everyday world. You know, we're focused on being matter, um, or being in this body, in this time and place, um, on the external world largely. We're worrying about whatever we're worrying about most of the time. We're very seldom present in our lives. And actually changing your focus to make your inner world just as important as your outer world changes the energy of your brain waves it actually changes your heart waves as well and you can actually see a rising in energy from lower to higher centers now why would that be important well as i've intimated the lower centers if you've got um, energy that's not moving well you tend to be evoking responses in your brain that are all about fight and flight all about survival Uh, activating your limbic brain, what's next, what do I need to worry about? It's a very stressful way to live. And if we can change the energy, the way the energy works in the body, then we're able to actually change our perception and therefore our experience of life. 
And so that is really why it's it's highly recommended that you spend time doing that. And very few people do. Um, and the other thing he mentions, which I, I certainly hadn't thought about, was that when you're living in a survival-based mode, you're actually draining energy from the whole system. And if we think of the body as a system, not as individual uh, organs or tissues, uh, we know that they talk to each other, then it makes sense really that if we can avoid draining energy away from the system, we'll have more energy to harmonize, to uh, create better states of being. So um, he illustrates some of this with copious diagrams throughout the book um, of your energy body. Now, this again is controversial in Western medicine, the idea that there's energy that you can't see, of course, um, and therefore Westerners tend to say, uh, or conventional medicine tends to say what you, you cannot see um, doesn't exist, but of course you can measure it. Uh, and there are devices now that kind of can measure waves around the body, a sort of electromagnetic field. Um, you certainly can also feel it if you're trained in some of the en energy medicine techniques like Reiki, for instance, and I certainly have developed that ability now. And I can feel when there's a uh, a problem in the energy field. I actually feel it as a sort of pressure wave on my hand, which is so interesting. It's a, a technique I'd never really understood before I learned it. And, you know, my, my younger self would probably laugh if I said that, but I actually have learned to detect energy field issues, which may then manifest in physical problems later on, but they always start first in the energy field. So, so if we've got an energy field that is being drained by being in a survival state most of the time, this what I call um, sort of fight and flight or a busy beta state where your brain is largely beta waves. So you're focused on externals, you're focused on what's wrong, what you need to fix, worries, anxieties, fear, that sort of thing. Um, you're, you're in survival-based systems that are located in the energy centres underneath the diaphragm so they're the lower energy centers sucking your kind of energy field away draining your life force basically so no wonder we feel so miserable when we're in that state um now you can't change that just by conscious thought you know by th just thinking about it um it actually because it's largely an unconscious process that is linked to parts of your brain that are not consciously uh, uh, you're not consciously aware of and so we have to get into more meditative states states where we're focused internally on feelings not thoughts because feelings are the gateway actually to uh, transformation and that's why I work with emotion emotion and feelings largely rather than uh, thoughts now having said that you have to be able to use your conscious awareness to change your focus before you can access those feeling states. So there is a place for thinking. It's just that you can't solve it at the level of thinking. So when you um, make the, the kind of uh, decision to change your awareness, and you can do that by following one of his meditations, or there's one in the book, um, several in the book, actually, or listening to your favorite meditation and just coming into inner awareness, something does seem to happen where you become more aware of, of your inner state, your inner physiology or your inner feelings. 
And we, I always say you have to feel it to heal it. That's my phrase. Um, you cannot consciously heal uh, just by pure intention. You have to become aware of what's going on in the body first. And Dr. Joe sort of says you have to feel it to become unlimited. And what he means by that is we're physical matter. Okay, we're living in a physical body. But what is matter? Well, physicists are now showing us that matter is actually slowed down light. Um, it's, it's density of light that then expresses itself as physical form. But if you really analyze what physical matter is, it's 99.99, probably more nines percent space. It's energy. It just is perceived by our brains as physical form. So with that awareness, then you have to work at the level of intention, of uh, feeling, of um, conceiving of yourself as more than mere physical form, more than a body going through the motions of your life, but actually that you have this potential. We all learned about potential energy, perhaps most of us did in, in school, you know, potential energy, can, energy can only be created, uh, can't be created, it can only be transformed from one state to another. Um, well, we're all potential energy. We've been created from potential when we came into this world, when we were born. But we do have more power about what happens to us in life than we believe. We are more unbounded, actually, than this physical body that we live in. And if we understand that our thoughts kind of do lead us to direct our attention to different things. And so we have to take charge of our thoughts and direct our attention into the emotional self. And with meditation, what that does is it sort of creates a, a more specific focus to enable us to do that. And with other people, uh, we actually become even more enhanced because their energies are interacting with ours as well. So if you've ever felt that in a stadium or a concert where you're with other people and you're all focused on the same thing, you kind of feel the resonant energy of that. And it's really, really exciting. So um, he, he gives one example of a, a specific meditation that uses the core muscles as you breathe in to move the cerebrospinal fluid up the spine and actually flex the, the sacrum, which is your, your the bony part at the base of your spine. And he, he shows how um, cerebral spinal fluid, which is a very um, mineral rich uh, fluid, travels up the spine and into the brain and then back down again over 24 hours. Um, and he claims that this meditation, um, I did try it myself, but not, not for uh, a long time. And I certainly haven't done it in, in a group situation. Um, moves the energy away from your survival centers into um, the more uh, potential creativity of a, an, a firstly, uh, an alpha wave state and then into gamma. When you get into gamma waves, you know you're having quite a transcendental experience. And I have had experiences of those. Some people call it Kundalini rising. It's this sen sense of uh, almost like a sexual energy, but it's a, it's a life force energy that rises up and kind of bursts into your head. It's it's quite amazing. And I, I have ha had that on a couple of occasions in my life and wondered what on earth that was about. And now I kind of understand that it's part of the, the energy movement of the body. 
Um, but it can be engineered. That's the great thing. You have the power to create those states at will when you let go, ironically, of forcing something, but you just focus on the breath and, and um, creating these energy states. So I thought that was really interesting. Talking about the charged molecules that uh, cerebral spinal fluid or CSF is composed of uh, and calling it an inductance field. And here's where he gets quite technical, which I think is great because um, I'm a scientist. So I like to think about things in a scientific way. Um, and he's, he likens it to a fiber optic cable. So a movement of charged poly, uh, molecules creates an inductance field. So that's very like a fiber optic cable transferring light. Um, and, and it's almost like a tube of light that goes up the uh, spinal column, in fact, because, again, we don't see it. We're not necessarily aware that that's happening. But this is what signals the brain to go from uh, the regular brainwave states to these very uh, transcendental gamma wave states which few people are able to access maybe as children you are much more likely to go into gamma um, but to see it happening with people adults in group situations like, like he does um, is extraordinary and and what one of the strengths of this book apart from you know the fact that he measures everything and and so therefore you you kind of have a bit more faith that this is happening is not only that but he um he charts everything so so there are um, some very interesting charts of actual people who took part in his experiments and wore these headsets and had their brainwaves measured and how that corresponds with everyone else. Um, and that was very interesting that people go into these transcendental states almost identically at the same time. Um, that is a something we could not have predicted unless we were able to measure it. So I love the fact that he does measure these things. He talks about heart coherence, heart intelligence, which I've done several, I've done several podcasts on that. HRV is one of the most important measurements you can take, which is the interbeat variation of your heart. We used to think that the heart was like a metronome, really regular. But in fact, if it is really regular, you're probably close to death. Ideally, your heart should be varying um, according to your breath and whatever uh, life events are happening in your life. So uh, a variability should be um, a smooth sine wave. Uh, but variability is built into the heart and it's really, really important. In fact, in, if you lose um, variability, as I said, you're in trouble and you may need a pacemaker fitted if, if the heart rate falls beneath a certain level. Um, so your heart, he talks about it being an instrument of perception too. It, it knows. And this is something I've become more and more aware of working with people is that a heart-based knowing is very different to the thinking process. It's kind of an intuitive sense of what's right or wrong for you. Um, everyone talks about that, you know, um, it's a heartfelt feeling or whatever. But this is more tuning into a specific intelligence within the heart. And that takes practice, like all of the things in this book. You don't just read about it and suddenly your life transforms. You have to actually make it a practice. So overall, uh, I found the book, yeah, quite extraordinary. I mean, I, I don't always get on with Dr. Joe's way of writing. Uh, it's quite repetitive in some cases, and you can kind of hear his way of speaking. Naturally, uh, you would, uh, because I believe he wrote this. If he didn't, um, 
I'd be very surprised if it was ghost written because it's it's definitely his voice and the way he speaks because I've been in the room with him and heard the way he he does use repetition a lot it's the way he kind of puts things into people's brains um I found it a really interesting book um it took me a while to get into I'll be honest but once I've completed it I I will be using it I will be using some of the ideas in it um and have already been recommending it so Check out his website, drjoedispenza.com, because there's loads on there. Um, he is one of the most prolific kind of self-help. What would you call it? Self-help? Well, holistic health, healing. I don't know how you'd put it. He's a doctor of chiropractic, actually, um, and seems to know an awful lot. A very well-respected person. So great book. Um, there are other books by him that I also recommend. I might do a review on one or two of those as well at some point. But overall, highly recommended. So I hope you enjoyed my review and let me know what you thought if you've read the book or used any of his materials. Anyway, you can find me as usual. See the links below. Do subscribe. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.